Come one, come all, or come with a smile, or don't come at all. This is uh, episode one of our podcast that we are calling Games Night. Right, Eric? Game game Night, Games Night? One of them. Yeah, one of those. We're kind of hammering out the details still. We are. Yeah. And who are you? I'm Eric. I'm Eric Kane. Uh, I am a blogger at Forbes, and I do some YouTube stuff, and I get in fights on Twitter. Yeah, that's what I'm best known for. It's my Twitter fighting. Yeah, your your, your <laughs> latest one today is uh, your latest Rings of Power stuff, which we can get into yeah. later. Totally. Yep. Are you winning? Oh, is there is there winning? Is there a win state? in there? I don't think so. I think no. we're all just losing. Even we're if you losing. win, you actually lose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, and I'm- yeah. No, there's no winning this one. I mean, people. You know, this is this. This comes down to the whole fandom. Thing. you just you know you don't you don't change most people don't change their minds no you know? not not quickly anyways you know it's people fight they want to be people you know put a lot of their identity into these things that we consume and i understand that obviously like like we have nerd stuff and i you know i got a bunch of swords and you've got all these statues and toys and like we, we like our stuff toys, man i'm coming for you <laughs> and the poster you know like it's it's i like you know part of my identity is wrapped up in this stuff too but i, f- I find that people are very um i don't know it's just they're they're really 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 wrapped up in in All liking right. something you know to the point where they will viciously attack you if you don't like it it's not even you open know? for a conversation sometimes yeah but that's okay. and I get it. I mean, I get it. I don't love it, but I get it. Yeah. It's just weird. And I'm Jason Rose. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, don't do much. I, I mean, I do stuff that isn't involved with video games, but I love talking. to. And Eric and I found each other serendipitously. And we've decided <laughs> to make this venture uh, in podcast, video cast form to talk about our favorite things, which just happen to be video games, which I hope you out there enjoy as well or else why are you listening to it surely isn't because of our faces uh mm-hmm. so video games tv film and all sorts of nonsense like my fantasy football team from time to team which i am three and oh on by the way you're defending Never done fantasy football oh just i guess i'm just don't follow sports enough i, mean, I don't know i'm just, not going to lead the charge on that one <laughs> grown men babies playing fake football and acting like it's awesome all the time that's all it is yeah this is yeah game night games night and uh we're gonna try to hammer out maybe two of these a month sounds about good something like Mm -hmm. that maybe more maybe less special edition episodes when it feels good for us a little games music a little Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be your typical games podcast per se we're not going to try to keep up with the Joneses. At least I'm not going to. One, I don't have the time. You can see I have the white beard. I'm <laughs> old. I have young kids. It's going to be hard for me to pay the latest and greatest. But I do bring a lot of the lot to the table in terms of games knowledge. And I am up to date on this stuff. But we're going to talk about games and TV and film at our pace. Make sense? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I don't keep up with stuff nearly enough, but that's... It's it. Games are time consuming, man. <laughs> it's not yeah, as I easy always, as when we were young. <laughs> you know, being a part of the conversation. I mean, that's all well and good. But for me personally, it's kind of overrated. 
Yeah, and it just depends, I suppose. I mean, there there will probably be some things that. To, I mean, there hasn't been a lot of video game news, like newsy big things going on, as far as I can tell. You know, but there will be times probably when we want to talk, touch on the latest Absolutely. subject for the biggest, you know, a big game well, release. Well, I think one of the things we're going to get into today, not to, you know, spoil the lead, but God of War Ragnarok, I think we're going to mm. have a, a lengthy conversation about that, uh, a franchise that I think we both hold near and dear. At least I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I especially liked the, uh, well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, just trying to, it's, it's hard to, it's always hard to like introduce your, your, what you're doing. I mean, I right. guess you're just going to have to get a feel of it as we go, because we actually don't really know. I mean, we know right. what we want to talk about, but it's going to, the conversation ebbs and flows and takes us where it's going to, uh, uh, you know, as the minutes and hours and episodes peel by, these are the days of our lives. <laughs> yeah. And we'll probably talk about, you know, TV and movies and all the nerds, nerdy stuff like that too. Um, Especially because I know my focus has has moved a lot, you know, more into that realm, as as my career has taken shape. Um, but yeah, games and the things like that gamers enjoy. Yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah, it's see. Funny because you know, <laughs> I, I thought about the title "Game Night" used to mean like board games and stuff like that. It still yeah. does, but I think mm, yeah. today, you know, people probably think of game night as you know we're gonna get together with some buddies or some mm-hmm. you know play some Mario Kart. Women too out there, uh, you know. It's just not. Hmm, boys, I don't but, know. I know, think we get... should do gatekeeping stuff and keep the women no. out of our games. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> no women allowed. No you know women. what's funny about that? That whole like controversy around like gamers don't want women involved in games. It's like actually like from a from a, the time we were boys, we always wished girls would play games That's with us all more. We ever wanted like that please play games with us. <laughs> yeah. it's it's so like, silly because like that that was our great hope and it just. It never materialized as much as we wanted it to, you know? Like, it's nonsense. <laughs> we, we absolutely want girls to play games with us. I yeah. wish my wife would play video games with me. She the just only makes girl fun of I, me. Yeah, the, really, the only girl I've been able to convince to play games with me on a regular basis is my daughter. And that's it. Like, Your none of my girlfriends. Golf. Yeah, no, she's actually... She started playing Call of Duty with me a year and a half ago-ish. I can't really say for sure. And she's gotten really good and, and loves it, you know, and I'm trying to get her to play more games, but that's like her thing. She likes to just get in there and be competitive and blow off steam by shooting people. And I get it. But yeah, most like, yeah, it's, you know, more girls, more girls. We want more girls in this, in this medium, not less. That's right. <laughs> not fewer. Absolutely. Fewer. Yeah. I completely agree. And if you are a girl out there listening, thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. But, you... um, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to say something stupid, probably. Stop me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. I mean, we'll we'll expound as we go, but, you know, every once in a while, we'll talk about games critically. Uh, we'll cover some news, but it's never going to be all of it. We're not going to, we're not like mm-hmm. this all-encompassing podcast that's going to keep you up to date. There's there's people out there that do stuff like that, and they do it far right. better. Um, and you can read Eric's uh, stuff at Forbes if you'd like to keep up with everything in terms of games and television and the intersection of politics and culture all that exciting stuff ah, yeah yeah i haven't done a lot of political stuff lately well i guess this this rings of power stuff has gotten a little political but uh well why don't we get into that i mean news honestly i like i just like i'm just waiting for the nuclear bombs to drop at this point <laughs> oh shit i know i know oh uh, yeah oh, no, uh, yeah don't yeah, we can avoid that that subject. You know, speaking <laughs> of that, do you have any tattoos, by the way? Mm-mm. 
I don't. None. Uh, None. I have one, but I want to get a bunch of others. One of those tattoos, there's a Smith song. Uh, I can't think of the name of the song, but one of the lines, if it's not love, then it's the bombs that will bring us together. <laughs> and I, nice. I, I like that line. line. It, I mean, it's quite true. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get Hopefully. that inscribed right <laughs> under my right titty. That'd be fantastic. In nice. Elvish. In Elvish. <laughs> Is there so an Elvish word for a, bombs? I don't know. <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about what we're, we'll always start, you know, what we're playing, what we're watching and things like that. I'll let you lead the charge. Mm, yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm watching primarily right now um rings of power and house of the dragon those were the two big shows that i'm following uh and or uh which i thought so far I, I'm, I'm a little behind but it's really good um so that's the new disney uh star mm-hmm. wars live action show that deals with cassie and Andor. um yeah and rings of power is the big amazon show lord of the rings second age monstrosity um and house of the dragon is the new game of thrones spinoff uh, so those are what I'm watching primarily right now. Um, and then playing-wise, I haven't been playing a lot of new stuff. I, the, the, probably the most up-to-date sort of game I've played recently um, was the Modern Warfare 2 beta, which was across two weekends. Um, so, you know, like Call of Duty every year is the, one of the biggest selling games, if not the biggest selling game. So that's... Uh, that's that's when I you know that's a game I write about a lot and, and play a lot and so Modern Warfare Two Beta is probably the, the the most relevant thing I've played recently. Very nice. So yeah, we can have a conversation about House of the Dragon because but I am not watching Rings of Power. You got to catch me up without spoiling it. You know a little bit okay. here. Yeah. Uh, from what uh. I understand, <laughs> it started off good and then not well, so good, and now it is not good at all. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's to each their own, of course. Like some people thought it started off terribly, and were like, "Why do you even? Why do you like the show?" And at first, I really liked it. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's an interesting project because they're they're taking the appendices of the Lord of the Rings and they're trying to make a story about the forging of the power, rings of power, right? The the One Ring, the Three Elven Rings, the Seven Dwarven Rings, and the Nine Human Rings. Um, but they've condensed sort of the entire second age into one storyline. So, you know, that's like 3000 years of Tolkien's sort of vague lore condensed into one story that takes place over just, you know, with everyone, you know, the characters that were around at the very end of that age as the, the events of, you know, thousands of years earlier are happening at the same time. So it's a little bit clunky how they've, how they've gone about trying to adapt this, but, um, it's hard to even really summarize without without spoiling. <laughs> so is it like a cross-section of the Silmarillion? No. The Silmarillion, they don't have the rights to. Okay. So um, they can sort of make some references to the Silmarils and whatnot, but they don't have the rights to that um, that story. So they're just making up stuff, basically. Okay. They're just so making stuff. So this is up. just... Yeah. It's Lucy taking some of the stuff that was there and then they're just mm-hmm. filling in the blanks, sort of like Game of Thrones last couple seasons. Yeah, much, much, much more egregiously than Game of Thrones last couple seasons. Wow. Because they're just, I mean, the last couple seasons at least were still following what was their understanding of the story's arc, right? Yeah, they just, took like, what they was bungled there. it. Yeah. But they're, they're still following what they believed was the story of, you know, that Martin was telling. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the misfortune of like relying on his work right up until he stopped writing, <laughs> you know, and publishing it. So I got to give them a little bit of a, of a get out of jail free card on that one, because you know, what do you do? Like the, suddenly the source mm-hmm. material runs out. You've been basing every season off of that. And now you just have the outline. So that that's kind of a shitty, that's a shitty situation to be in. Um, with Rings of Power, they're just using appendices. So they're creating the narrative entirely out of nothing. You know, they're using some, some of the characters. There's Galadriel and Elrond and Durin and um, different Tolkien characters. But they're, the, the story itself is almost entirely just taking these different characters from different eras in the Second Age and jamming them together in one story. So you've got, you know, in Numenor you have Elendil and Isildur and... Mm-hmm. They're alive at the same time, you know, and Sauron and Sauron hasn't come back yet, even though in, you know, in the, in the actual source material, Sauron comes back 2000 years before Elendil is born, you know, so was Morgoth in it. Morgoth is gone, but they reference him a lot. Okay. So, cause Morgoth was defeated at the end of the first age. Okay. And then Sauron was like, went into hiding and didn't emerge for, you know, a thousand more years. But right is now, I mean, well, yeah. Is it like well written at all? No. I mean, okay. some of it. It just depends. Like there's some storylines in there that I like more than others. And and there and there's moments where it's it's genuinely decent. Um, but a lot of it just feels like they don't really know what they're doing. Mm. You know, um, dialogue can be quite cringy. Um, the story feels really slow, but also really rushed <laughs> in a weird way. And um, it just sort of feels like they, they're trying really hard to emulate Peter Jackson's, you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy, but they don't really understand what Tolkien was getting at with his, with his stories, you know? Um, you know, Galadriel in plate armor on a horse dodging arrows in a battle against orcs is just not what I'm, what I'm here for. You know, like I don't, I don't need to see that, that cartoonish, you know, like, like the, some of the worst parts of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the movies was like Legolas sliding down the, the Oliphant, you know, yeah. Oliphant surfing or whatever, that goofy stuff. And it's like, like they're leaning I, I like into a that. Bit of it, but when you take bit. it and you keep, you know, cause once you do it once or twice, you gotta, you gotta like up the ante again and again mm-hmm. and again. Right. And I understand what you're saying. Like, I have seen, I, like, just from the still images I've seen, I actually think she looked good in the stills. But obviously, that means nothing in terms of the collection She's of fine. the... She's written poorly. That's the main problem yeah, with like, Galadriel. And with, yeah, and I, I heard the, 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 the story about how they... Peter Jackson offered his service or they contacted Peter Jackson mm-hmm. to advise and then he followed up and they never got in touch with him. Is that true? That's what he says. Yes. Yeah. Um, he, you know, I, I don't know what the reasoning was. I don't think we've ever really figured that out. I think that probably most likely there's contractual issues at, at play there, right? Warner brothers own the rights to the Lord of the Rings when those movies were made and he was attached to, that Warner Brothers project, and there might be some issues bringing in Jackson into an Amazon-produced Lord of the Rings show. You know, I don't know. There's there's probably yeah. something going on there. Um, but they also might just want to, you know, might want to have their own vision, their own creation. And I get that. 
Um, what I wish they had done, though, is... Well, I, you know, people, some people are very upset about the lore changes. And I'm. it's less about the lore changes. For me, it's more about how they affect the storytelling. Because mm-hmm. when you condense all these timelines and you try to build a story around that, you have to be a pretty good, you know, uh, wordsmith. You've got to be able to structure that narrative in a way that's compelling and engrossing and have you know with characters that you care about and um and it must not be easy but they just have like i think they've relied too much on making these sort of grand looking sets and these sort of epic feel but they don't have much of a story there and it's it's the most expensive show ever made supposedly does it feel that way it doesn't. It really doesn't. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it, I really felt like it did in the first couple episodes. And I think in terms of like when they're showing like big mountain ranges with waterfalls pouring off them and there's Bear McCrary's score playing out over that, you know, and he's a phenomenal uh, composer. Um, did he do God of War? Yeah. He did, right? He did. He's And he's done a bunch of stuff, you know, all kinds of different I don't know video if he's doing and... the sequel, but he definitely did 2018. Let me look it up real quick. There we go. But I'm. I, I want to. I, I will get yeah, into the show. I'll get into the yeah, show. You should watch it. It's it's definitely worth. I think for if you have any love of Tolkien, you know to. Oh, for even sure. Even if you end up not liking it, I think it's still worth. I mean, there are some things that I genuinely still do like and look forward to each week. It's just that the things that bother me bother me. You know, like how many episodes is this season? Eight. So you only have two more? About an hour. Yep. So two more. And is there already a second season coming? Uh, I think they've pre-renewed it for five seasons. Oh, okay. All right. Like they've committed big, bigly to this. Yeah. Bigly. Um, For better or worse. Yeah. (laughs) Bigly. All right. Well, one of my favorite Trump words. Next time we, next time we talk, I'll definitely have a couple under my belt and we can talk about it because I've been enjoying your writing and your quote unquote conversations with the, the fans that peruse mm, your mm-hmm. writing, which is always so interesting. It's uh, always it's amusing always- to me when people are like calling for me to lose my job because I'd have an opinion about a show that they disagree with. It's like, you want me to lose my livelihood and my ability to feed my children because I wrote something about a TV show that you don't like? <laughs> like, what? To be, to be fair, they're what? right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> no, it's crazy, um, man. Like, it's crazy. Listen, no one, we both know this. No one wants to, you know, thou shall not trespass on the thing I love. Like, they can't even, they can't even have it being challenged or have a conversation of it. Like, it's like, like there's people out there that think She Hulk is the best thing going, and I'm like, no. oh no. Have you watched any of that? I tried to watch two of them, and I was just yeah. like, I can't do this. Like, I just don't. Yeah. Like, I've tried to watch the last couple MCU shows. I just don't like Miss Marvel. I wasn't in, although I hear it, it gets good. So it's just, I don't know. It's not really my demographic, man. Right. It was, and it's it. too much also. Like even the stuff is, directed so at much. our demographic is not, is too much. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I have I just have given up trying to keep up. It was, the same thing happened to me with this the CWDC shows. Even okay. just even I aside from them being them. terrible, they like like Arrow and and the Flash both started out pretty good, I think. Um, but then you know, aside from them getting going downhill pretty fast, they are, they also just had so many episodes, 
and so many crossovers and there was you know five six different shows to keep up with and it's like i can't do it like it would have to be so good for me to want it and it, with the with the mcu stuff it's the same way it's like well you know hawkeye was fine i enjoyed it but like mm-hmm. uh winter uh uh, uh winter soldier falcon, falcon and winter the winter soldier, soldier i thought was pretty bad and i, didn't I never think even finished loki which i should probably I, see i really loki, liked loki and I just it's funny because yeah. it was just too Loki much. Isn't, he's not even one of my favorite characters, but I actually yeah. thought the show was excellent. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I mean, to me, the biggest problem was that they made the Winter Soldier just look like a wimp half the time. He got his ass yeah. kicked by these new super soldiers. And I'm like, okay, this guy's like a trained killer. See, stuff like right. that matters to me, Eric. Like, oh, yeah. power level me shit. Too. Like, that stuff bothers me. I'm like, can you have this super soldier who is well-trained he's been alive forever all of a sudden this little girl who just newly got these super soldier serum yeah now she's kicking his ass yeah and then well at least and then at like, the end of the show he just kicks her ass anyway so i'm like okay right. how did this work like i don't there was a lot of problems with that show and that was definitely one of them also like what was the point of those the bad guys like, no i don't they really were get like it. they were mad that people were being like the people that came back after the snap were getting their shit back like that like they just they set it up so poorly like yeah i agree the, the, the motivations of the bad guys was you know and, and they could you know there was some stuff was good i like yeah um, i like i like uh, falcon and all that stuff yeah and but... the um the guy that plays the the new captain america um kurt russell's hmm. son he was great US agent is that his name well that's what he's i think that's what he's gonna that's be what he's now going become, forward yeah. yeah um i like that i can't think of his name Something Russell, obviously, but I can't think okay. of it. He was but great. Like he was great. Yeah. And I I like um see, I also just don't love Anthony Mackey. I just see, have never I, really loved him in any like I didn't like him in Altered Carbon. I didn't like I don't really love him as Falcon. Like Is it bad to say know. that I actually see him as kind of a B tier actor? No, it's not bad. I just don't think he's very good. Like, like for him to carry a show or a film, yeah, I just don't he's see just it. Not, He's not there. He's a support, think, more of a support character. He was great actor. in in Captain America Winter Soldier because he's a secondary character. Uh-huh. He comes on, you know, he's filling that gap. He works. Yep. In the Avengers, he works as a, a guy that doesn't have to have a ton of screen screen time, but mm. when he shows up, it works. And even his camaraderie with, with, with the Winter Soldier worked. But mm-hmm. as far as that show, it didn't work. WandaVision, I actually thought was was really good. I loved and, WandaVision, except for the the very end. But other, but I I can forgive it for that. I just yeah, thought it I kind thought of got a, a little, great show. And Hawkeye so surprised good. me because I don't think Hawkeye is a good. I, I like. Does anyone yeah. really really care about Hawkeye in the event? He shoots a bow and arrow. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah, but like the show kind of worked. Well, Jeremy Jeremy Renner is a pretty good actor, and um, so that helps. Uh, and the the, uh, the the chick they got to play, what's her face? Kate? Kate Bishop? Yeah, Kate Bishop. She was quite charming, I thought, and I liked her. Well, she's um, she's popular. Helps. She's yeah. popular. Like, she's in other things. The kiddies okay. like her. Um, yeah, you know, I liked she definitely her. definitely has it. They had the, what's his face that play, uh, plays Lalo in Better Call Saul. He was in there. I like him. Um, okay. Tony Dalton, I think is his name. Uh, it's hard to remember all these names. Uh, he was like the foreigner that was dating the mom. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, that was a funny. That was kind of was, a funny thing. Yeah, that's a good mis- little bit of misdirection. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A bad guy, and then he ended up being like just actually a nice, a nice guy. And I love the LARPing. That was funny as shit. Honestly, that when, was funny. <laughs> I really liked that. Florence, was, a little Florence Pugh doesn't hurt either. 
Oh no, never does. Um, although her character hurts a lot of people. She's pretty Thank badass, actually. I didn't like Black Widow though. In the movie. I thought it was pretty eh, and it was poorly timed in terms of release. It's, it's like, why did you release this awful. now? The timing was awful. Yeah, like, yeah. it just seems so disrespectful to that character also to kill her off, literally, from the whole show, the whole MCU, and then release her movie. It's like, guys, could you have film. done that maybe before Captain Marvel or something? I don't know. And like, it's not like, like, people like <laughs> Black Widow, and people love Scarlet. I mean, she oh, yeah. definitely she carries films. Like, awesome. it didn't make sense why she didn't have her own no. film. It didn't make any well, sense. Well, especially given like the unevenness, there's a lot of like male-led superhero movies. Exactly. It would. They had a perfectly serviceable, awesome female character in Black Widow, but she didn't even get a movie before Captain Marvel. It, it should. Her film should have so came weird. out right after Winter Soldier. She was yeah, totally. awesome in Winter Soldier. She's basically oh, the co-star. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And that film should have come out right after. I love Winter Soldier. That was fire Kevin Feige. Just just hire me. <laughs> Get me in there. Phase four uh, wouldn't have been dog shit like it is right now. I would have made it way uneven, better. It's pretty uneven, isn't it? It's pretty uneven. I, like even the um, good, even the good, the mm-hmm. good quote unquote Phase four stuff just isn't that good. I will say I really did like the new Spider Man movie though. I saw it twice. And that's I that liked it, Eric. But there's know, something I, about I it. I just really enjoyed it. I think I liked the the other Spider-Man coming back. Oh, that how was, could you that not? Was, that was so much fun. It's, and honestly, I didn't even like the Andrew Garfield movies to the point where I didn't even finish watching them. But I just loved him in there. He was because he, he was they're, adorable. They're terrible films, but, yeah, but he's, he's awesome. I, uh, he's, he's yeah. You know what? You know what? Uh, what he is? I loved um, Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man growing up. He is the perfect casting for Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man. Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man? I don't know that I ever read Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man. I... You know but his yeah. art style, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, re- I have yeah. Spawn. Like, I've got yeah, I well, Spawn he, comics. This is before and... he went to do Spawn. Okay. So he did okay. about... He started a brand new Spider-Man. I have the the gold foil and the silver foil mm, mounted somewhere. Nice. I have like a thousand comic books. I haven't read nice. comic books <laughs> in, in decades. But I yeah. just have them all boarded and, and, and stored. But I have these. He did 30 episodes, I would say, or 30 issues, I should say, of a Spider-Man run before, um, what is the artist's name? Eric uh, Eric Larson. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he took over that Spider-Man run. And then right after that, he went and started Spawn. Okay. But anyway. I was getting Spawn when it was you coming look out. At, I remember that. If you look at his version of Peter Parker... It's perfect Andrew Garfield. And I'm, I'm surprised no one ever really huh. caught up on that. And he looked great. And like his suit in Amazing Spider-Man 2 is, yeah. I, in my opinion, was the best suit. I didn't but his films are terrible. Honestly, the first movie, I just, I was laughing through it. I thought it was pathetic. It was I, so I don't bad. even remember. I mean, I, I turned it off pretty good. I was just watching it on TV and I turned it off. I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. I never saw the third um, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man either. I... I at back in the day when that kind of when those were coming out and I wasn't reviewing stuff, if I was done with a series or you know I was done with it, I wasn't mm-hmm. even gonna bother anymore. You know, um, I just didn't care enough. I didn't care enough because if they were gonna do it poorly, then I didn't want to waste my time or feel bad watching stuff that I'm supposed to love. You know, like that's mm-hmm. I just I can't. It, honestly, like, I, love... I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I just. 
no, finish your thought because I was going to go okay. somewhere different. I was going to say, I, I think overall, I have to hand it to Disney and Marvel. The MCU on net has been pretty good. I agree. But even being pretty good, it gets exhausting. I was just kind of going back to that idea of like there's too much. I think you can't watch everything. Like I watched four episodes of She-Hulk. And by the end of it, I was like, well, there's some charming elements, but I don't care. I don't mm -hmm. care enough about this character, about the way they're portrayed. Some of the stupid shit they put in there. You know, I watched the first episode of Miss Marvel and I thought it was actually pretty good. But then I was like talking to my kids. I like, do you want to watch Miss Marvel with me? And neither one of them, one of them had any interest. So we never watched mm. it. And I was like, well, if they don't want to watch it, life's too short. I don't, I'm yeah. not going to watch it either, you know? And, yeah. you know, having to watch, you know, going through Obi-Wan Kenobi, what a dog shit show that was. And like, so I got to watch that. Know, I haven't watched it. Is it oh, that bad? It's so bad. The finale was all right. I don't know. It was, I really just, it's crazy to me because Andor had just, you know, has just come out and it's production quality is just, just in terms of production quality, it's light years ahead of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm like, That's what, what were they thinking? What we wanted thinking? to show. That's the show that everyone wanted to. Right. It could have been, it could have been great. I mean, they had freaking Ewan McGregor. To, to do a Disney Plus live action series with, and they just pissed it away. I, I mean, I can't, I won't spoil it for you, but it's quite bad. It's quite bad. That's, yeah, I'll watch it's it. It's much worse than I could have ever imagined it would be. I'm trying to keep up, like, it's hard for me to keep all my shows. Oh my God, like, I'm watching the latest season of Cobra Kai because I'm such a karate oh, yeah. kid, I just degenerate fan back <laughs> in the day. And I'm honestly, at this point, I'm embarrassed to watch really? the show. It's super cheesy, but it's been cheesy for so long that I just kind of roll with it. It's been three seasons of it now, but it's I will say, cheesy. like, since the show was bought by Netflix and Netflix direction changed to focus more mm -hmm. on the kids, mm -hmm. it's a far worse show. And totally. it's just like it was never, I listen, it wasn't a well written show, but what but did it was we show funny. up for? I showed up to, to watch the conflict between Johnny and Daniel. And mm -hmm. that awesome stuff. Like season one was great. Season two, Absolutely. I thought was really good too. Mm -hmm. And it just, every time the kids talk, all their storylines, honestly, I just hit fast forward now. Yeah, just, they're pretty bad. I think they're I like, so bad. Um, even the kids I like, I don't love their stories. That's very true. Although I no, will I say all of their hair all. has gotten better. Like this season, uh, their hair is, is definitely improved uh, over the last couple seasons. But other than that, yeah, they're just, you know, like I, I, I liked... Um, What's his name? What's the main kid? Uh, Miguel. Miguel, yeah. Miguel in season one was great. because awesome. and, and having that, like, the relationship stuff between, you know, Johnny and Miguel and then Johnny and his son. And, like, that all works really well, I think. Uh, but, but you know, for, yeah, for three seasons, they've been just spinning their wheels with this stupid, like, karate rivalry, like, that's taken over the whole city. Like, yeah, like you know, if you put, now like, if David I was a parent, they would not be in karate anymore. Like, no, like I get it. We gotta, we gotta stretch the imagination to make it yeah. more of a focus. But Daniel doesn't even work anymore. I'll tell you what my biggest problem is, Eric. I think the show, quote unquote, main character is supposed to be, even it's Daniel, yes, but Cobra Kai was meant to be from Johnny's perspective. Oh, that's correct? the main character, one hundred percent, Johnny. Okay. Johnny well, for a guy that's the main character, he literally has grown almost not at all. Um, right. He is. They barely focus on him like, anymore. Actual karate, he learns nothing. 
he right. gets his ass kicked all the time. How does a guy like he's just the same? He doesn't know anything. He's just a fucking moron. Honestly, sideshow. I will just say that I'm okay with him not growing much as a person because that's kind of his his shtick, right? Like here he is when when we get to season one. Here's this guy who's been around for decades. You know, mm-hmm. what is he like fifty ish? Yeah. He's got to be close to but it. But doesn't yeah. know how to use the internet, right? He hasn't left the the 80s, you know, in terms of his music, in terms of his, you mm-hmm. know, his attitude. And I'm okay with a character who doesn't have a huge arc. Like, I want him to still... The problem is, is that the, he's become a sideshow, I think. That's like, what I mean. He's That's a sideshow I mean. now. Like, he's... he's you, we, we spend so much time with, like, the LaRusso kids and... Uh, you know, like what's her face? What's her face? The the the, the troubled girl, Tori. Um, Tori, and it's just like, come on, guys. I don't care. Well, they have like, far more character development than he does, yeah. and it's like the best they could do in this season was get his girl Miguel's mom pregnant. That's yeah. his character growth. That's and like, like soap opera. Why do we want this? He was a terrible father from the beginning. Like he should not like, be having a kid. I don't want to rob Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> like, listen, guys, we we'll get going here too. I don't want to jump rob Johnny Lawrence of who Johnny Lawrence is. But I just like he's just kind of the same guy from season one to season six. And I'm just like, all these guys do different things. They learn new things, and it's like mm-hmm. he's he's like the best. At least when Johnny got together with some of the old Cobra Kai crew in a couple seasons ago, that showed a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, he's just the same guy. And I'm just like, oh, man. Like, the show just became something else. Yeah. Entirely in terms of well, I think that I maybe for a couple seasons. The other big mistake, honestly, was bringing in... I mean, it was a mixed bag, but bringing in Crease. And bringing in like all these other villains from the from the original movies, like the focus changed from being like sort of a buddy rivalry show between Larusso and and uh, Lawrence, and became just a completely different kind of of story, you know. Yeah. And and it became you know, and Crease is such a cartoon villain, of you know, like and and that's fine, but it's like whole seasons built around you no, know, it just it gets old. You know, and With it seems generic, like here we... It's right, yeah. like, he has so much screen time. Every time he shows up, he just spews generic platitudes. I'm like, oh, come on. And yeah, I actually it's like ridiculous. Crease. Like, I, yeah, and even Crease too much has Crease. had more character... He's yeah. had way more character development <laughs> than Johnny. True. Anyway. This is true. It's yeah. fucking show. Like, I'm true. struggling. It's funny, because when, when, when that show, every new season came out, I would just pound them out in, like, two days. I loved it that much. This season, I can't bring myself i'm just like it, like i'm Dude, on when episode it first eight. started it was so great i remember oh, first I watching i was oh. late to it but i when i when i finally i was like i'd heard about it and i was like okay i'll, I'll have to watch that what's the first episode and he's when he's what is he hanging the uh tv for that lady and he's like well, you don't have to be a bitch about it yeah. like, and he's like i didn't call her a bitch i said she was being a bitch and i was like wow this is great this oh, is good great. writing you like, know, it's just very funny <laughs> Yeah. Being teenagers at the at the at the like the special K or whatever. Yeah, oh, his so his good. sort of like dunce, like he's like well meaning, but kind of kind of a just such a great he's he's a great character because he's not a bad guy. No, he's but not. He's totally oblivious to up. like etiquette and you know we, all these sort of cultural norms that have 
kind of cropped up and like that you would expect in polite society. And it's sort of endearing and hilarious. And, you know, it was also kind of a nice breath of fresh air because it was poking a little fun at political correctness Mm -hmm. in a gentle and affectionate way rather than like feeling political. You know, that's a hard tightrope to walk to be able to kind of poke fun at the culture without saying too much, you know? And I thought it did that really well. And it's kind of, the show's kind of just left all that behind. Now it's like, now it's a soap opera. That's exactly what it is. It is. It's and a soap opera. We'll get back to, I just, I watched this and my wife is like, I can't believe you watched this show. <laughs> like these teenagers, like, what are they doing? You're watching and I'm uh-huh. like, no, what? I can't, I can't watch this right now. But anyway, I but will I finish stop. it, but I'm not, I'm not <laughs> loving it. I'll tell you that. If they bring back Hillary Swank, which they probably will, honestly, I might not even watch yeah oh gosh i forgot she was in those yes yes yeah and then before you know it they'll be bringing in jaden smith oh god and from the other from the karate kid remake oh man they should bring his dad in he's good at slapping people oh my god that's awesome that is (laughs) um real quick let's go over how's uh how's the dragon yeah yeah what do you think of it so far oh i I really do i like it um i'm yet to love it but that's only because I'm comparing it to Game of Thrones. That's the hard part, yep. For me, it feels like mid-season's Game of Thrones. Um, I've yet to, like, absolutely fall in love with any of the characters. I was getting mm-hmm. there with the the before the time skip. Um, young Rhaenyra, young Allison. I, I thought they were good. The king is endearing in his sort of ineptitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's the one constant that's carried through. But it's like, you know, you have the time skip that just happened. We're one episode into it. And it's like you're almost sort of starting over. Even though these are the same characters, yes, you're kind of starting over with them. Except for, I, I wrote this before, but except for Kristen Cole, who literally looks like the same guy. <laughs> they should have later. grade him a little, I they think. They um, him whatsoever. He's the same guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, they, haven't, they didn't age Damon, really. Um, no, not really. And, uh, you know, what, like... On, at a certain level, I'm okay just sort of, you know, they were already older actors, so we, you know, whatever. I yeah, don't care like, that much like, about that. It's not crushing me, don't be wrong, I, but it's just like you noticed it. Yeah. I think it's interesting that the, the time jump is hard. It's jarring. I, I really like uh, Emma Darcy, who plays the, the older Rhaenyra. The older I think Rhaenyra, she does a yeah. phenomenal job as older Rhaenyra. And I, I also think that, like, since I've watched it all twice now, all the six episodes that are out, I've watched twice. I think, like, the second time through, with it being less jarring, helped me enjoy it more. Okay. Um, but, you know, like, realistically, these are the real actors. Those, those mm-hmm. other actors were just the, the introduction, you know, because the show will follow these actors for a much longer, I mean, presumably a longer span of time. Um, and this is, you know, what's interesting about this show is that it spans decades right like, yeah it's yeah. very different in terms of structure uh than than game of thrones which just spanned a couple of years this is spanning you know this is like reading a history book like fire and blood is a, is the history of the targaryens mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. this is like reading about a dynasty that's uh in a tumultuous you know two or three decade you know because all these kids that were introduced in episode six they're all going to age up too yeah and there are new actors for all of them you know planned so um, I do think the the casting for the two main, uh, well, what we know now have right now is the main characters, Rhaenyra and Allison. I think the 
the, like the time jump, they did a great job with the casting choices. Like you said, mm-hmm. uh, Darcy and uh, the other girl, but they, they look the same. Like they Olivia look like the same. Yeah. yeah. Olivia Cook. That's right. Yeah. Um, and they play, they replaced the Millie show. Alcock and uh, Emily Carey. Boy, I remember a lot of names. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I'm like that too. I just, I'm off on these ones, but I, I, no, will no, say I just, I'm, I've written them so many times, but <laughs> you know, I'm ready. To, I am ready to love the show. So that mm-hmm. just means I'm into it. I'm into it yeah, for sure. I think that, like, you know, this has been a lo- it's a lot of setup. There's been five, five, six episodes now of just setting up what's coming. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's odd for a show, right? Like, we're not used to seeing so much setup. But, you know, what's coming is the, the question of the succession, right? Like, mm-hmm. what happens when Viserys dies? And who's going to inherit the throne? Will it be Rhaenyra or will it be Aegon? And... You know that once that kicks off and we get the 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 war and we get the violence and we get all the the conflict between you know Rhaenyra and Damon and then you know mm-hmm. the the high tower side you know the Aegon mm-hmm. and Allison I think that's going to be freaking crazy and it'll that's feel gonna be crazy there's going to be some crazy shit that goes down <laughs> like it'll feel earned because yeah. some shows can't get away with that level you know that that pace of show that that level of setting up. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, if you can if you can just get get people through that and their interest, which we are, because you ultimately have dragons just stringing you along the way. When that's it, true. No, oh, it's getting a little slow. Vicious murders. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> and some pretty cool dragons too, for sure. Oh, yeah, I like I like how they went different with the designs for sure. Yeah. Um Like the last one in the last episode where they kill she it's her dragon uh vegar yeah 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 so lena gets has her dragon vegar killer but that's one of the original targaryen dragons right that's That's when Aegon and his sister wives uh conquered the the seven kingdoms uh that was what um uh which one wrote him right now it was one it was the older sister uh that wrote on on vegar so and then there was the um yeah, the younger sister's dragon was killed during the, the wars. And then, uh, so it's the only surviving dragon now of that time, of the of the original. The other, Aegon rode Balerion, right? Yep, and he's Balerion, he's now a scroll okay. in the Red Keep. Um, the Black Dread. Yeah, the Black Dread. I can't That's think cool. of what, Rain, Rain, was it? God, there's these names, these Targaryen names really fuck me up, right? It's like... You know, it's all these V names and like R H names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Rain is Yeah, it's like God. You guys have annoying naming conventions. Do you watch them? Do you get early access? Do you watch them on on TV like the rest of us peasants? No, I am not a peasant for this show. I I actually have screener access for both this show and Rings of Power, which makes my life a little bit easier. But that's awesome. Yeah, I I got. Six episodes all at once for this, for House of the Dragon. So I watched all six in like two days. And I will say, I don't think it's a binge, a binging show. I don't, Uh, I think I like it more watching it now, rewatching them. Because now I rewatch each one each week. I like them more spread out. Because it's sort of an unpleasant show. It can be. You know what I mean? It's very dark. There's incest and murder and, you know, night's gouging each other's eyes out and coming the way they should and Mm -hmm. yeah two miscarriages that are are, yeah it's very dark uh it's very grim and it doesn't have you know Arya stark or uh Tyrion lannister or any of these characters that are sort of endearing and fun yeah and that makes it harder to 
So what I would say is that I've grown to appreciate this show's complexity and its um, patience and its weird pacing. Like it's a very unique and very different show, but it's very much it's much less likable, and its peop- its characters are much less likable than a lot of the characters in Game of Thrones, and that makes it a little harder to connect with. Which I think you were getting at a minute ago. Because in in a modern era where so many TV shows are supposed trying to be everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'd rather a show just be, you know what? We are what we are. If you don't want to watch it, we're mm-hmm. okay with that. Yeah. But it also yeah. comes, you got to be confident in your show and have a lot of money behind you. So, but you know, the, the license HBO. and the franchise earned it. So we're in, I I'm, I'm in with that show, but anyway, games, at least man. it's very true. Oh yeah. Games. Can we take a two minute break? We can. And we can maybe edit it out in, in post. Yes, I will edit it um, out. You seem like a calm and reasonable person. Are you a calm and reasonable person? Um, and we're back. We're back. There we go. Yes, they, after our commercial break. For thank, and, that, that was the word from our sponsors. Um, that's, that's where we get the big bucks. 100%. <laughs> And I guess um, we can get into some games now. Yeah, video games. What? And you've been playing Call of Duty. I have been, yeah. Which I had a thought a before we... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I had a thought and an idea, and I wanted to say it before I forget. We could do something with this podcast where like, we pick a game that we both want to try out and play it, and then come back the next episode and talk about it. I like that. You know? It wouldn't have to. Like we wouldn't a, have to play the whole game. Like, no, that, just try again, it out. Like a recommendation. You know, like, yeah, we're gonna play. You know, Return to Monkey Island, or like, what are these? You know, some game, some little indie game, or maybe some big game that's that's just releasing, and we're gonna play a couple hours of it, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about it. You know, maybe yeah. people that are are you know followers, you know, anyone who's listening, subscribing, they could theoretically also play the game like a book club kind of, and then you know, or or whatever. They wouldn't have to, but that would be an idea that they could. Or they would maybe listen to us and decide to go play it. Whatever. Just like to bring in a little more, um, I don't want to say structure, but yeah, a little, you know, a little more structure. And I, Eric, I think that's a great idea. And I like to have structure in my podcast. I mean, but you, you know, you people out there are learning uh, on the fly with us. Like this is trial. Mm -hmm. I mean, I figure we would iron out segments as we go, but honestly, Mm -hmm. let that be our first one. Uh, I don't know what we'll title it, but I'm all in. And and we're not going to be hammering these out so frequently that it won't right. give us enough time to actually delve in too. Like we won't feel pressure. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm completely open to that. Did you okay, have a game cool. in mind for me? Um, boy, I have a few, you know what I just, I haven't even played it yet, but there's this new game and I'm, I might be able to get another code for it for you. Um, there's a game called Moonbreaker, which is like a tactical RPG that was created by the people that did Subnautica Okay, and it's in early access on Steam, but it was also the world was created by Brandon Sanderson, the All fantasy right. author. I see it here. So that one is on my radar right now. So that's an idea. Um, and then there's you know there's others. We we could well Moonbreaker for me. Let me think. Let me. I think have no idea if it's any I... good or or what, but it, it it's interesting pedigree involved in making it. Have you uh, have you played the Bloodstained games? Any of them? Um, Ritual of the Night. I played like a few hours of. Ritual. Is okay. That the newest well, one. I'm actually playing that right now. Um, okay. But I enjoyed it. 
have you played Curse of the Moon? No, I think Curse of the Moon. Have I that's the that? that's the eight bit style. Um, oh no, I haven't. I I remember. I I think I might even have that game. It's a you know it's like good. <laughs> when you really ask good. me about video games, I probably have the game in my giant hundred percent backlog. No, I haven't well, played it, but it totally. Ooh, yeah, that sounds fun. I loved the old Castlevania games, you know. Um, one, two, and three were like, I loved three. I loved the first one. First, The first Castlevania is like my one of my first games ever. And um, so that's definitely my style. That's the only fun. reason I that came to mind, one, because I'm playing uh, Ritual of the Night, which is eh. But I got The Curse of the Moon 2, uh, a collector's edition from Limited Run Games recently. So mm. I was like, you know, that one. So Curse of the Moon for you, and mine okay. will be Moonbreaker. And then we can powwow about them next time. Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I'll have to, yeah, I'll play Moonbreaker also, because I just got that. Um, it just released into early access. So, cool, right, there we awesome. Go. And we'll come up with a name for this segment later. And yeah, then... something really clever like Game Night Games. Yeah, Game Night Games, <laughs> the recommendation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> game talk so, so yeah you've been uh to wrap up this um what we're playing and what we're experiencing oh, yeah. call of duty is is your stuff right now and it's a complete blind spot for me so i'm interested <laughs> to hear your thoughts yeah um okay i'm just adding that to my shopping cart so that i don't forget to download there we go. um call of duty yeah i don't know um i think you know i've, I've been reviewing call of duty games for years but with Modern Warfare 2019, I started to really get back into the franchise as like a reg as like a regular player, and um, I would say that especially this year, uh, with my friends and my kids, I've become a pretty hardcore Call of Duty player. Actually, which I know that sounds kind of funny, but like I think I'm pretty good at it now. Like I've gotten a lot better. I play a lot. Um, I used to play games like. Uh, like Counter-Strike Source, Team Fortress 2, some of those old school PC shooters. And um, I, I, I play those a lot with friends. And so now I'm kind of getting back into just competitive, semi-competitive shooter, you know, um, first-person shooters. And I like that. I just, I like the, the competitiveness. I like, I like, I think a couple of years ago, I decided I'm like, I'm going to really get good at something, you know, at some game, at one franchise going to get as good as I possibly can because I'm 40 years old and there's only, you know, so much we can do with our, you know, diminished capacity as older, as, as we get older, we are not, you know, this, we don't have the same reflexes or eyesight or, you know, response time is like some of these kids who are 15, 16 and you see them and uh, you see how well they play these games sometimes when they're younger. Mm -hmm. and like my son is crazy good, even though he, are, he doesn't even play Call of Duty as much as me, but when he plays, I'm just like, wow, how did you do that? You're so quick. Um, but I decided I wanted to get really good at it. So I've put, put a lot of time into that, especially this year when, uh, my girlfriend and I broke up cause I suddenly have like a lot more, you know, evening time to myself. And, and so I'm yes. on, on there with my friends a lot. Um, but yeah, I played the modern warfare two beta, which was the last couple weekends and I really enjoyed it. It's, it's got some problems. It's got problems with the menus are kind of garbage. Um, visibility is kind of bad, but, um, the game itself looks and plays really, really well. So that was fun. Uh, and that comes out at the end of this month. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, 
but uh that yeah that's probably the the only well i've i've dabbled in some other games but nothing not enough to talk about any of them yet mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. next 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 podcast i'll have some other well i'll have uh of the one we just talked about and then some other ones to talk about for but sure this yeah, is the big one i've been playing first recently person, first person shooters for me are like uh like you again it's if I'm going to play a competitive game, I want to be good at it. It's not enough for me. Like I find, exactly. oh, you know, I jumped into this. Like me jumping in and getting my ass kicked is not fun to me. Like right. I'm competitive. I mean, it's going to uh, happen even if you're good at something sometimes. Oh, for sure. There's for always sure. someone better. But you're going to focus on but it. At least you're competent. You know, at least you're yeah. you're decent enough to play. And if you get beat, you're like, well, that person was really good. You know, mm-hmm. or they're a cheater. Like I Filthy played... cheaters. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of those too, which is but like of all... I probably only have time if I'm going to play one multiplayer competitive game, and that's the one I focus on. And mm-hmm. that used to be fighting games. I oh, I really? still wish it could be fighting games. It's just, man, I don't have the time. They're super complex, and they're not. They are like the genre has always had a pick up and play um, problem. At least in the modern era, with the way the games played, like Street Fighter Two, you could pick up and play because it was I more love Street Fighter Two. Yep. Oh, I do too. I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Design yep. and all that good stuff, and the the later fighting games are every bit as amazing too, but they are more Absolutely. intricate and they take more to understand and 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 be good at, and they all have their own systems, and that's why for me, my favorite. I love Evo. I love fighting game tournaments. I will always love it. I've been into it before it was even Evo. And I even, you know, I went to Evo in 2012 and nice. and, and covered it a bit. I, I just, everything about that scene I love. I think they have this infinite ceiling, but I just, it's hard for me to play them now. The last yeah. competitive game I played was Overwatch and I loved it. I loved um, Overwatch for a while. And that's coming out actually, Overwatch 2. Yeah. That would be something that, that, that we should definitely um, dabble in a little when that comes out. So we can talk about that. So that comes well, out. If you, does that come out? The fourth? Like, is it almost out? Isn't it like, isn't early access now? Well, yeah, I'm sure. The only reason I know this, Eric, because is it, because my favorite character was Doomfist. And oh, I did not like Doomfist. Oh, you would have hated but me, I, man. You would have hated I, me. I hated Doomfist, actually. <laughs> Everybody did. Me that's, why, that's why he gets no sympathy. Well, everyone is lamenting yeah. the end of of DPS Doom Doomfist into Tank Doomfist, which is now basically just lame fist. Yeah. Well, they yeah, changed that game so much in so many ways. It's yeah. unrecognizable uh, unrecognizable now, honestly. Well, now he's um, a tank, right? Yeah. He's no longer. Well, they changed that whole set. There was they used to have four categories of of Yes, of, they did it. It was right? defender, and then they, uh-huh. support, um, assault, tank, and tank, and then assault. But now, then they got rid of the defender role, and then just wrapped that all into really well, depending. Just, they, well, they separated they, it. What it yeah. was, yeah. And I don't like that change. I don't like that change at all. I liked four. I, I, maybe I'm just a stickler, but I, I liked that there were certain characters that were set aside for defense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and had specific abilities that were more defense-ish. You know, um. Oh, you know, I haven't played Overwatch in a while now, so I, I, I definitely burned I out was, on that game. I would follow it. I, I did burn out a touch just because I didn't like some of the changes. I felt the, the balancing was extremely heavy-handed yeah. both ways. Like, they would overbuff, yeah. over-nerf. 
rather uh-huh. than delicately touch it and 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 go that way. But I I digress. You know, a lot of the stuff about Overwatch Two, I really wasn't jazzed about. I I actually liked the change from six to five. I like um, that a lot. Hard, it's hard to get you know six. It's hard to get five people together, let alone yep. six. And this just makes it a bit easier. Um, I think it's yeah, a like, bit of they a make needless, it four. <laughs> yeah, it's four a needless <laughs> sequel, but they're in it now, so you might as well embrace it. Um, yeah. Some of the changes and and the free to play, which I understand, but the way they're handling some of this character stuff, yeah. um, it, it seems not great. No, it, it seems frankly shit. And yeah. I even it, some of the prices they're coming out with with these skins too. Like I, I guess they're going to be really expensive, and I'm just like, at least they're not loot boxes though. I guess and that's something. At least you know what you're paying for. I, I just think yeah, that's I a, that's certainly better. Um, I was actually going to hold off, but since if if you want to jump in, I'll, I'll I'll play with you, and who knows, maybe I'll end up loving it again. Yeah. Um, Sometimes you got to go away to come back. Yeah, we could actually play that together at some point. Um, Good. Yeah, I I think they should have gone with four player teams and had gone back to four different categories of players so they could have had one assault one defense one healer and one tank per team and four v four that could have been pretty hardcore actually um five is better than six though but uh yeah i mean i don't i don't know what to think about the free to play on the one hand i like that it's free to play because i can just you know i can play it with whoever i don't have to like convince people to buy it so i can you know my friends can play it that's nice um but it can make you know free to play doesn't always result in the best quality matches you know no and, and, you and me more cheaters just, and i understand the the uh, the advantage from a free-to-play aspect from a development standpoint me i rather just pay one price and be done with it oh yeah um, totally but although you know you're already, it's still loose loot boxes were in the first one but whatever um overwatch was a game that i absolutely loved i loved the design i love playing too. it it made me think and, of team fortress 2 which was one of my favorite games back in the yeah. day you know, yeah. and it was like a more polished, more you know, there was more variety in the different kinds of characters you played because it wasn't just classes; it was actual heroes. I'm not a huge. I hated when Call of Duty went hero shooter. Like they for a few years, they were like you know they had like different characters you'd play and they had their mm-hmm. different powers, and I fucking hated it. It just didn't but work I, for it, did it? Right, Call of Duty is not a hero shooter, but Overwatch is, and I love it. You know, it's not that I don't like hero shooters; I just want the games to be their own game, like. When I play Call of Duty, I want everybody to basically have the same base level of stuff. But when I play Overwatch or something like that, it's fun to have different heroes and different... You know, Apex Legends is an interesting, like, kind of middle ground because that has the uh, the hero shooter elements in it. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't love it. My brother loves that game and he, he plays it all the time and he's really good at it. And I just find myself dying, like, immediately in Apex Legends. It's It's, I don't know. Do you ever play that? Honestly, I never tried it. I, yeah. you know, I like Titanfall two so much, and then oh, they I love Titanfall two, and I was just like, eh, I don't need. Yeah. And again, like, there's just so many games like that. I'm not, I'm not the biggest first person shooter guy anyway from a competitive standpoint. So it, it really has to be something that grabs me for me to even jump in and try it. Yeah, yeah, Titanfall right. two, boy, that I want to, I want to replay that campaign. I thought it was great, and the the so multiplayer is really fun, and. Yeah, that's one of the few games I've given a perfect 10 to because I just thought it was such a, a polished experience across single and multiplayer. A really good story and like just I, I now I was never like a high level player, but 
Do you, do you remember watching some of those high level multiplayer players like fly through the maps? It's, it's incredible. Like incredible. It's like, it's like for me to watch competitive first person shooter games like Counter Strike, I find immensely boring. But yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. I recognize <laughs> the skill. It's just boring uh-huh. to me. It doesn't have enough of the element. Like Titanfall introduces traversal in this stuff, and I'm just like, I'm blown away watching it. You know what I mean? Totally. It's insane. I've yeah. seen people like basically flying through the level, turning around in midair and shooting someone from that's that's behind them, and it's just like, what magic is this? You know, sometimes watching back in the day when I'd watch Fortnite a little bit, because I was playing Fortnite for a while. I don't really play it much anymore, um, but watching some of those crazy builders build and like edit through a wall and kill, you know, uh, that's just that's like watching another game. It's like watching someone mm-hmm. play a game that I have never played, even though I've played a bunch of Fortnite. watching them play it that way. It's like, what are they doing? I don't understand this sorcery that they're applying to this game. Same thing with, with, with uh, Titanfall two, just that movement, like, Holy crap. Once people got good at it, it was just out of this world. And that is kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am kind of sad that respawn went the apex legends route. I mean, it's a quality game and I think they do a good job with it, but it's like, well, I hope we still get Titanfall three. I hope we still can yeah. focus on some. I you know I liked their um their Star Wars game quite a lot. Did you play that Jedi Fallen Order? I did. I did. I thought they, uh, I thought they did a great I job. Didn't love that. Much, I didn't love it as much as most. I will say, yeah. and I, but I liked it. I yeah. I, I had some issues with it, but nothing that can't be fixed in this upcoming sequel. Um, yeah, and you know, yeah, I definitely had issues, but so I was impressed the that they. I, I, th- I actually thought the combat was a touch too plotting for me. Um, mm. I have an issue with a lot of games taking, you know, they're like, oh, we'll do Souls-based combat because yeah, that's, that's what, what everyone likes. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, he's a fucking Jedi. Like, I get right. he's only a Padawan. He's not fully trained. He's still a fucking Jedi. Like, aren't they supposed to be a bit faster? Like, even right. him, the way he ran, like, he ran, like, so, like, I'm just well, like, you can make Souls combat faster. I mean, we've seen that yeah, in, even in the Souls games. Like, where there's, you know, where something like Sekiro is a lot faster than, than or, or Bloodborne even, is much faster than a Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you've got stuff coming up like Wolong Dynasty, which looks like it's going to ramp the speed up a little bit. And the Souls, com- the Souls combat, you know, that's not a Souls game, but Souls-like. So yeah, they could have easily made a Jedi game that that ramped the speed up and that made it a little bit more big and like f- and flashy, like Jedi combat, but still kept the basic like you know lock on, strong attack, uh, weak attack. That just that that Souls like combat could be there, but just sped up and 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 also like just make make those stormtroopers a lot easier. You know, make them just yeah, see, that's cut the right thing. through them and like I, butter, you know. I get, like, they wanted to make each impact more, each enemy more impactful. But listen, yeah. again, you're a Jedi. Some of this shit you're supposed to just carve through. And, right. like, why are they deflecting all my attacks with, like, these pedestrian weapons? Uh, yeah, things like that actually bother me. But in terms of the grandiose nature of the world and these planets you could visit, I, I thought mm-hmm. that was well done. But Make your own lightsaber. Yeah, Give me a quicker uh, Cal. What's his name? Cal. Uh, Cal Kestis. Kestis. That's right. Give me a yep. quicker Cal. Um, give me a little New bit people. more. Like, the story was was good, but sometimes it got a little loose. 
Like there mm-hmm. wasn't enough there, but I liked it enough. I'll, I'll play the sequel mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. For for going from like being a first person shooter developer to, to making that game, I thought, damn. Excellent. That's good hard. job. Like kudos guys. I was not expecting this. And also in a in a in a market where Star Wars games are just I don't want to say non-existent, but in terms of like where you would expect it to be, there just aren't that many Star Wars games. We've got an MMO, we've got the fucking stupid battle uh Battlefront games, which I don't yep. just do not like Squadrons. at all. They play like a worse battlefield, so that's not good. <laughs> no, um, and it's just not a. There's not a lot of 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 modern Star Wars games, and a lot of a lot of them have been canceled. So to me, that was just like cool. We've got an actual Star Wars game that's not a first person shooter. You know, that's not a an MMO. We've got an action adventure game, and that's and you know, Star Wars action adventure. For all those shitty Star Wars games and the you know, tight, the no Titan or the, the treatment of Titanfall too, I should say, we'll just have yeah. to say thanks. Okay. Yeah. You know, dude, that was an, an atrocity. Honestly, the, the release date for that game was about as cruel as a thing you can do to a developer. As I can imagine, it was, because- it was abhorrent. And it's like, this is why I take issue with the fact that, you know, like sometimes when you're a person, you're critiquing, you know, you're, you're, you're throwing stones at the throne of these companies. They're like, Oh, you think, you know, better, honestly, sometimes. sometimes, Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like who makes that decision? Well, yeah, that's such a silly um, response to criticism too. Like I get that all the time. Oh, you think you could do better? Why don't you go make a Lord of the Rings show? Okay. Why don't you give me a billion dollars and let's see what happens. Yeah. Like I don't have that. And also I'm a fucking critic. Critics don't make these things. They, just like the people making them aren't out writing the, the, the criticism, right? Like these are two mm-hmm. separate roles, but yeah. sure. Give me a billion dollars. Let's see what happens. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyways, what yeah. I know that one game you wanted to talk about tonight uh, before, before we call it is God of War Ragnarok, which comes yeah, out. Yeah, I had another when? thing we were going to get into, but we're running, oh, we're yeah. going to try to, We'll try to run these about 90 minutes, I think. You know, okay. not saying we're going to like, that's like our hard our yeah. hard thing. But like as a framework, yeah. uh, you know, we'll, we'll become a much more well-oiled machine as we progress here. But I do want to talk about, you know, each show I'd like to have some sort of like big topic we tackle or one or two that we bring to the table and can discuss. And I mean, one of the hypothetical names for this podcast was The Critical Enthusiast, where my idea was we can each take this 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 position on an issue and 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 it can grow or uh, sometimes we find ourselves on opposite opposite ends of it and we can have a conversation of it. but one thing i mean god of war ragnarok is coming out and that's mm-hmm. probably the big tentpole game for the last quarter here of 2022 other than callisto protocol which is still big but i would say god of war ragnarok which is 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 definitely the bigger game it's a sequel oh, yeah. to almost a consensus game of the year in 2018. Um, before we get started on my thoughts, though, Eric, like what I know you're a fan of God of War. Did you like 2018s? I did. I, I really enjoyed uh, the two things. Well, I enjoyed several things about it. Um, I enjoyed. Well, I really liked the changes to combat. Um, I, you know, as much as like I've enjoyed the franchise in the, in the past, um, and I've been playing them since the first God of War. Um, 
I never really loved the, the the camera angle in those games. The sort of, you know, Perfect. each scene you'd enter, it would be a fixed camera from up, usually up above, and uh, you know, you'd go through a new doorway, and then it would be a different camera angle. And you're, you know, this one's more of an over the shoulder. And I know that sort of in a way, there's a valid criticism of Sony saying like, well, all their games are now basically the same type of game, a third person action over the shoulder game you could say that about uncharted uh, last of us horizon War. yeah lots and i get that and i understand that but i still enjoyed the combat in this game more overall and that's just a personal thing i'm not saying it was better i just personally enjoyed it but i also really liked how they made it a character driven story and i liked um the father-son relationship and uh, I thought the voice actors did a phenomenal job with the, with those characters, and uh, it was often very funny, in, in a way. And uh, and it was just a cool world. I don't know. I, I think like the word Ragnarok has been overdone in titles for Viking games and movies and so forth. But I like that Viking, that Norse um, world that they created for for the game. Moving away. although although I think they could have just stuck stayed in in uh, you know a Greek you know, Middle Eastern sort of Mediterranean setting and, and, and still rebooted the same way. And that would have been good too. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's been years since I played it now. I, I actually dabble. I got back into the PC version when that came out and just played a little um, just to see how it, how it worked um, on PC. And I thought it played pretty well. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how the new one will, will improve graphically because honestly that game looked great, but it has a, it, I, it, I, I see it aging already just in terms of sort of like loading that up on my PC I was like huh this doesn't look as good as I remember it but, really that's, um, that's interesting maybe I'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll give this a shot because I still remember it as this gorgeous game and I, I it's do want to it but it yeah I think I feel like it, it looks a little more washed out than I remember it or something I don't know alright um, you know now we're in the PS5 era and games look better. They, they just look better all the time. It's subtle. It's more subtle than it used to be, right? You used to have much more big generational, bigger generational leaps in, in graphical fidelity and whatnot. But um, I, I am looking forward. You know, this one comes out in November, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to... Yeah, I, I hope they don't change too much with combat and stuff, but I am looking forward to continuing the story and to seeing how... I'm sure it's going to be freaking gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... Curious decision. I mean, the first one is it's cross-gen. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to sacrifice or, or, or suffer too much by doing it, but it was a little disappointing. But I am, like you, I'm a massive God of War fan. I I loved the series. I used to, I wrote a piece like a, a while ago when, when it became fashionable to shit on Kratos as a character. Like, mm. it was like, he's a terrible character. And you would, one guy said it, and then everyone like was chanting the, it. <laughs> yeah like usual in games media everyone's chanting this mantra mine was i just titled it does liking kratos matter because <laughs> everything they got on him about oh he's just one note and he's this i'm like okay do we hate mario because he didn't change do we right. hate dante from devil may cry because he's just a a, a generic cool guy cracking cool guy cracking yeah. corny and he never changed and when they actually did try to change him in dmc which i actually liked everyone liked hated it, it. <laughs> everyone hated I liked it. it i didn't love some of the aesthetic changes but i really thought that was a fun game actually yeah so my my only point was I, I 
like, listen, I don't think it's like this monumental achievement in character, but I thought Kratos was always a perfect conduit for exactly what the game was trying to do. An outlet for rage and revenge. And yeah. why is that a problem? It's a god of fucking war. <laughs> it's a god of fucking war. Like, whatever. <laughs> Saying that, I, to me, 2018's God of War worked so much with the evolutions of the character because of what we were given before. Right. I don't think that would have worked quite as much. I wouldn't have bought this Kratos... Totally. Without the context that that computer rage obsessed monster, that actually the game tells a good tale. Like by the end, he's just destroying the world around him in his quest to do what he is doing. Like he mm -hmm. literally destroys Greece yeah. by killing Hades, by killing Poseidon, the oceans mm -hmm. overrun, and pestilence becomes in all the area. And that was my issue. So. We get to 2018's God of War, and like you, I think the I like the original trilogy's combat was never its its strength. It was it was the worlds and the violence and and the it was boss fun. And, and the scale and the it was yeah fun, sure. And they they tried to refine it as it went on. By God of War three, it was it was good. Ascension yeah. introduced something that was not really necessary, but it was still enjoyable. But we were ready for a change for for 2018, mm -hmm. and we got it, and I and I liked it. But I think I, I there's things that are, are around this sequel of Ragnarok that I don't see anyone talking to talking about. And one of the first is I, I actually think 2018's it's a surface level problem that I have, but it needs to be rectified. Is it had a problem? It didn't have really good bosses, and God of War mm -hmm. that matters. Like mm -hmm. you say, oh, it's, it's a story. No. God of War, you can't just suddenly shed all the stuff that everyone loved about the game. You yep. can still tell the tale, but you got to have these epic, awesome bosses. Now, the intro was great with Baldur. That was the final that boss. Was a great, was great fight. Yeah, was but everything in between. We're fighting yeah. these trolls that were boring and and repetitive. You know, even even that dragon boss fight was kind of just not yeah. awesome. So, I mean, that's I don't something think there's any awesome dragon fight dragon boss fights in video games actually even in souls games i just think they're the weak some of the weakest bosses yeah are the, design wise weekend, they like, look cool power wise they look cool but the, the actual fight itself is never as fun i think personally i don't know Maybe, I'm I, that's think. another story for another time yeah you know? yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah boss yeah bosses that's an interesting observation yeah i mean we're gonna get them yeah but this is gonna lead into my my big conversation piece and an issue that i think no one's talking to it's we now know that Ragnarok is going to be the culmination of the Norse saga and the mythology. They're not going to do a trilogy. It's two games. Okay. Do well. I don't think one game can do justice to everything that they need to do narratively. Okay. Because the first game as a product is what it was, but it served. It's basically like, what the first six episodes of House of the Dragons is. It's setup. a setup. Mm -hmm. It's an introduction to the world. We haven't even, we haven't met the major players in this mythology. I mean, the only thing we got to see was Thor's hand in a cutscene that you mm -hmm. probably, most people probably missed, okay? Mm -hmm. We haven't met Thor. We haven't met Odin. We haven't seen Surtur. We haven't seen Fenrir. All these things. So we need to be introduced to them. Right. Then we need to lead into this ultimate battle that is Ragnarok. Okay? 
you know, I, I remember talking to some people, you know, Kratos and Atreus are their own story. You know, they can just, what, sure. I'm like, I mean, that's the true. game is, the game is fucking called Ragnarok. You know what right. I mean? Like, it, it, that's what it's called. You're going to have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So you need to get into this battle and all, the, I'm not saying even if they don't even cover all the crazy angles of it, even the, the major parts of it have to be tackled. Then we got to deal with all the repercussions of that battle in the world, let alone everything that's going to happen with Kratos and Atreus. I just, even if this game is twice the size of 2018's God of War, I still don't see how they're going to do sure. it. What, um, now, it's it's the resolution of the Norse saga, but are they planning to continue his story in another setting? Or do we know? Well, even if they are, we don't know. I mean, a lot of rumors about Kratos possibly dying in this one or whatever happens. I mean, they set up I mean, even the original God of War in the outtakes, like David Jaffe always intended for the mythologies to jump. Like right. that's what the original plan was. They just seemed to stick with Greece for all that time. And then when we go into Tyr's temple in 2018's God of War, we see all the symbolism and all the mythologies. You just have to guess that they're out there. Right. Um, I just know in terms of this mythology in and of itself, I just, I don't know how one game is going to do it. I, I really, right. really don't. Like, and we, you know what? We're going to talk about spoilers now. So if you haven't played it, <laughs> then whatever, like one, two, three, spoiler time now. <laughs> Atreus is Loki. We have to deal with all of that stuff. It, like, there's so many things that have to just lead into this battle of Ragnarok, let alone have sure. it play out. Then we got to, you know, what's going to happen afterwards. I just, I don't know, Eric. What do you think? I haven't honestly given it much thought. <laughs> not like you've given it a lot of thought this is this is your you're gonna have to lead the charge on this one um you know it's a hard it's a hard question just in in broad terms because for one thing i don't want the game to be super long i would i would rather have two more games that are shorter than one really long one you know what i mean i agree with you just in yeah just in terms of like well, partly that's just me, my bias. I like shorter games because I, I get bored or I get I run out of time. Um, but also, I think that usually you can tell a better story in a shorter game than you than you do in a long game um, because you have more because you should have some restraint in your in your in your storytelling, right? Uh, you should you shouldn't have to tackle too many things. Like what you're saying right now is absolutely true. They have to tackle a lot of stuff, right? Well, it's easy to get bloated and to and to get lost in that. And as a gamer, on the other side of things, it's 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 easy to just get stop caring after a while if it takes too long to get through the story, or if it's just too much. You know, I don't want the game to be twice as long as the first God mm -hmm. of, or as the twenty eighteen God of War. You know, I'd I'd much prefer to have them tell one aspect of this story and then save the rest for the third. You know, uh, I agree, and uh, I'm with you, but my point they've said that this is the game yeah. you know what i mean well this yeah is i guess i guess and unless they like, can unless they can do some of that story in a new setting and and they can actually do some of the the the, the, the repercussion I, I yeah the repercussion yeah exactly the fallout the 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 resolution fallout, yeah. stuff later on in you know i don't know i don't know what what setting that would be um egypt or or yeah. celtic or whatever they're gonna sure. do yeah um, I mean, the the options are endless. I just, I yeah. like you. I'm in a complete agreement. I would have preferred it to be a trilogy. Uh, I know that would have seemed arbitrary to some people because the Greek one was. But you look at 
you know, you were able to tell the tale and it worked. Like, God of War 1, our battle was with Ares, the God of War. He killed our family and, and sort of we made a deal with him that wasn't all it was bargained up to be. And after that, it's our job to kill him and take him out. And from there, mm -hmm. that leads right into the pantheon of the Greek gods, right? But then the Titans come into play and they have their own thing. And by the end of that game, we're on the assault to Mount Olympus with the mm -hmm. Titans. And it just sort of all played together, right? Now, can you imagine trying to cram God of War 2 and 3 story together? That would have been hard. Right. Although, I mean, they would have probably done it a little differently if that, if that was yeah. the plan from the beginning. At least, mm -hmm. at least, so what I will say is that at least this is the plan from the beginning rather than them trying, you know, telling, making the second game and then like halfway through it, they're like, oh, uh, actually you're not going to get a third game. So, yeah, you know, do, do you budget, know, whatever. Like, now, change one this way, all up. The one way I do hypothesize them doing it is with, they introduced the concept of time travel or timelines, which I think, I absolutely kind of just hate, but it's already in there with the, you know, one of the Mimir um, conversations. He, he he talks about how the battle, or, or some of the delusion with the battle between Jormungandr and, and Thor caused time to reverse, or like he, he smashes Jormungandr back in time, and they add that, like, possibility, right? And hmm. we know that Jormungandr hmm. talking to Atreus seemed like, you know, Mimir even says, it's like, he seems like he knows you, brother. You know, he says something <laughs> like that, right? So yeah. that, as you know, that's entered into this world in some aspect. I'm like, I could see them possibly doing this. I hope they don't because I don't like timeline and time travel stuff. I, yeah, I think it's tough. a crutch in storytelling that always asks far too many questions that can ever be answered. And to me, it actually kind of seems lazy because it's like, oh, well, you know what? We're just going to try travel and now we're going to time travel. And yeah. This will get retconned and, and, and whatever. But totally. I just, I trust Sony Santa Monica. I love their games. Um, mm -hmm. I do love what they did with 2018's game. Uh, saying that I do think like, I still preferred God of War three. Mm -hmm. I actually think God of War three, it embodies more of what I loved about those franchises. So, I think we needed that quiet before the storm. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping Ragnarok embraces that that Kratos, but it, it like amalgamates into the new one. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he and and from a character portrayal, that's how it works. But I just I, I really struggle with how they are going to fit all this yeah. into one game. Even even I, at a game like let's say let's say 2018 is 25 to 30 hours. Is that fair? That sounds about right. Yeah, twenty-five hours. Yeah. Let's just say people play differently. Yeah. I'm generally Depending on longer. how you play. Yeah. yeah. So let's say even if this game is like forty hours, I still, I just, it, it's going to be yeah. hard, man. Yeah. It's so it's gonna yeah. Be hard. It's interesting, like you comparing the. It's I've almost in a way, I look at the rebooted series almost like a different franchise. It's so it is so fundamentally different than the original games. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean. It plays so differently. Like it's such a different approach to this story. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that character, that character, they've chose to bring him forward. Like they allude uh -huh. to it all the time. Some of the most powerful moments in 2018s is the revelation of 
Atreus finding out who Kratos was. Right. Yeah. Um, and we still don't even really know how Atreus is Kratos' son. Right. Yeah. Like, is he actually the biological father? We don't know. Right. Like, there's a lot of narrative aspects and questions that, again, like, that game is is entirely a setup piece, entirely right. introductions. And Absolutely. there's realms of of this world of the Norse mythology that we haven't visited. Like, we, we have to go to Asgard. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, we yeah. haven't even seen a lot of Midgard. We just were on a lake yeah. with a couple areas, right? So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of ground to cover. I think you're right. I think that is a little worrisome. Um, it'll it will be. I mean, we'll know soon enough, I guess. Right? It's it's just over a month away. It's uh, crazy, which is crazy for sure. Now I sort of feel like I need to replay the the, the game again. Although I mean, I do I have the time to do that? <laughs> like, but but really, like, I kind of need a refresher. I feel like so I might have to do that. Um, that might have to join our, our list of games we're playing for this podcast because in just a couple episodes, we'll have that one available. Yeah. And, and that is a game, that. although I generally don't play games day one, I think I'm going to have to, as long yeah. as it's stable and running. You know, if it, um, I would love to get that a review copy of that game so I could review it, but Sony blacklisted us, so we can't, we don't now get any review. why would they go and do something like that? I honestly don't know. They've never told us. It's so bizarre. Wow. We, it was it was right before uh, the release of um, The Last of Us Part Two that they went completely dark, and we never got an explanation. We never heard back from Sony. Um, we ended up just you know we ended up giving Ghost of Tsushima so, the Game of the Year award that year that we got blacklisted, uh, but we had to buy our own copies. We didn't you know we we didn't get any pre release. It's so strange because so of course for and, years and we've been your colleague at 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 Forbes. You're both not yeah. No, and again, I don't know what the reasoning was. I assume it's probably my fault because I'm usually the one getting in trouble. But uh, but also, but honestly, Paul uh, Paul Tassi, who's there, you know he he got in trouble with Sony for, for one of his articles that he wrote about the PlayStation and terrorism or something. Uh, so maybe they was maybe it was his fault. I don't know. They never told yeah. us. It's 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 frustrating because I like you know as a reviewer, it's nice to have access to a game ahead of release just so that you can get get a start on it. These games mm-hmm. are so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote, I think I wrote my Last of Us Part Two review like four months after it came out. Yeah, I remember we we discussed that in our last conversation. Yeah. I, I I love that you did that. I mean, I think honestly, and that that this is kind of what I've learned throughout this experience is like, I don't, I'm not going to write timely game reviews. It's never going to happen anymore. I I know that there's a place in time for that, but there's a couple hundred other reviewers out there that'll give you a Metacritic score. So I don't really feel the need to be part of that group. I will, and I'm, I'm going to try to do that more and more with stuff like I, you know, like I review Call of Duty every year, but I have decided for this year, I'm going to wait longer to post my review because what I always find is that enough changes with, ga- well, some games, especially live service games, like a, like a competitive online shooter. So enough changes in a month or two that that's when you really should be digging mm-hmm. into it and you need that experience with it so but anyways i'm getting off track god of war you know if god of war ragnarok is 40 hours long that's going to take me a little while to get through <laughs> even Damn. starting on day one it's going to take a little while and that's okay i think you I, I i really think there's a problem in this industry of people playing a game a 40 or 50 or 60 hour game over the course of two or three days like how can you possibly really get the, the right experience like 
that's way too much time spent playing that game in a short. It's gonna it's gonna affect your opinion of the game. Well, I'll that's tag, not how people play. I'll tag our last conversation from the previous conversation we had here because uh, I think we we really went into good detail about that. But I'm in complete agreement, yeah. and I don't think you're doing justice on the review at all by doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's why I like reviewing reviewing TV shows because you can review one hour at a time. And I yeah. used to try to write multi-part video game reviews, but honestly, I just don't think it works. I don't know why. I just maybe I should revis- re- revisit that. But um, yeah, people, I just didn't find it resonated with people to write multi-part reviews. But mm-hmm. you know, with a game like with a game like God of War, which is so story-driven, you know, or or these other games, like it can make sense to talk about it in smaller chunks. I think. I agree. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. How do you feel about like the the hype cycle more or less for it? Like oh, the reason I say that because you look at 2018. Back then we had E3, we had the the mm-hmm. big reveal with Bear McCreary and 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 you know that whole spectacle. And I feel like I actually feel like Sony on the whole, but maybe all the companies they're they're suff- they're suffering from a little bit of lack of build up for the games now this is a game that really doesn't need a lot of introduction, right? but it just seems until that, that most recent trailer we got, we really didn't have like anything to go on. We had one trailer that was really lackluster. Mm-hmm. That seemed more like of a snippets of a vertical slice more than a, 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 a like a, a all encompassing trailer that would mm-hmm. give you a good feel of the game. Does that make sense? Um, yep. yep. And that 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 last trailer gave hmm. us that spectacle, but I'm just like, are they going to have a state of play or whatever the hell they do now? T- to me, if I was Sony, I would be having a state of play for this game. Sure, but again, I guess narratively they don't want to dare leak anything. But I, I guess there's ways around that too. Even if it's a ten, like they're not shy about putting fifteen minute presentations on. Right. I this so. is such this is a tough question because I think a lot of things are over marketed. And we like oh, sometimes you yeah. get oversaturated with just like, you know, this is the the twelfth trailer for the new Assassin's Creed game. Like I basically have played the whole game now hmm. just watching these trailers. You know, or like I've I've criticized from software for oversaturating. You know, like releasing like this is the you know the story trailer and this is the this trailer and this is mm-hmm. the pre order trailer. And this is and it's like you guys you don't have to show us this much. We're excited for your game, um, which especially is true of. of Dark Souls type games, those those always have such virality already built in. Um, and what I would like to see from Sony, and this is just personal taste, I think, is not necessarily like a 15-minute gameplay video, but like a really, really good trailer. Like a really good, like mm-hmm. just 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 something to to really get us excited about what's coming, you know? It doesn't have to be a lot of marketing, but it has but they could just do something, you know, tease it. You know, we're, there's going to be something released on X day, and there's a countdown or whatever. Get people talking about it. Release mm-hmm. some images on Twitter and Facebook, you know, and then drop a really awesome trailer that everyone's just like, "Oh shit, we got to play this game now." You know, I I think there's this this balance. You don't want to oversaturate, you don't want to overmarket, but you do need to do some fucking marketing. And yeah. yeah, I have seen very little about this game at all, and I feel like now is the time, like. We're a month out. Drop something I'm really, glad we're really on the exciting. Same page yeah, this because I, I actually really feel this. Like, like I understand E three is no longer there. We don't have the conduit mm-hmm. anymore. That and like you know these companies we have the internet whatever they want. 
yeah, like we do, but it just doesn't seem how it doesn't have that same spectacle, or at least we could have that level of spectacle in an in individual way for each of these companies, but they've yet to like find the mm-hmm. way to do it. And I guess I, I like, I like the hype. Like I used to love I those see. monsters E3 trailers. I know some people get really jaded. Oh, I don't, yeah, I like these bite size show. They don't do it for me. They're impersonal. They're, they're corporate. They're, you know, hand, they're keeping me at an arm's length more or less. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. I'm not in, you're not getting that that gameplay demo or or something like that. Like think how effective that 2018 presentation at E3 mm-hmm. was with you know the orchestral set the scene yes, but mm-hmm. the reintroduction of Kratos this this really it was not much there, but it was showing us this different way the game was played and everyone was just in awe of it. And the way it yep. ended was actually incredibly powerful. And now you knew where you were. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's how you do a trailer. That's how you do hype. Mm-hmm. That's how you build it. And then you build, go from there. Like, they're missing the boat with Ragnarok, I really feel. And it's like, you have so much to go on. Like, now mm-hmm. you're dealing with what everyone actually knows and loves about Norse mythology. And yeah. you're not really diving into it. I get you don't want to show a lot. I get that. But I don't know. You only have so much time, like you said. Yeah. No, and we're at that point now. You know, it's this is this is when they should be turning that flood on. Like, give us some trailer, give us a trailer, give us some. You know, uh, maybe and I don't know since I'm blacklisted, uh, maybe there will be like a big uh, review event or not review, like a preview event where people get to try it out and like journalists are going to all publish, you know, three dozen articles all in the same well, day about it. You did know. have their cover story recently where they, they yeah. broke down some new stuff and, but even that, like it, it, you know, they're talking about the combat and this and that. I'm like, and then they mm-hmm. had some combat breakdowns. I'm like, okay, but it wasn't, I guess that was their, their way of trying to, to build it, I suppose. But even then I, I didn't really, uh, I didn't feel the hype in my loins. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. No, it's, it's really interesting. Cause, cause I definitely don't feel, like I've been like, I'm not seeing much about it. I'm not hearing much about it. You know, I'm not, you know, it's great. It's a month out, but I'm just like, Oh, right. That game's coming out soon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas like the lead up to Elden ring or something was like monumental, a, like, major anticipation. You could feel yeah. it crackling in the internet, you know, like everybody was so ready for that right now with God of war Ragnarok. It's like, well, I guess that's coming out and well, let me check. Oh yeah. November. <laughs> You know? And we felt that that Elden Ring level of hype for the 2018 yeah, game, totally. but it's not here. And this yeah. is a sequel to that game, this game of the year perennial winner, mm-hmm. and it's just not there. But I mean, that's a that's something for them to 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 deal with, yeah. I suppose. I I just and it it might be a little more widespread than just God of War too. I think like entering this holiday season, I'm having a hard time just feeling like there's anything really exciting coming out like or just not not that i don't know about these things that i'm excited for but just that i don't get this feeling like everybody's really jazzed for this this season you know no it's more like we're every because everything is 2023 it's like this game's 2023 this game don't Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm super excited for crisis core coming in december and uh you know tactics ogre coming up and yeah uh, you know, games like that, which I, I mean, to me, they're, they're incredibly important, but they definitely aren't capturing the, the, the gaming industry's widespread attention. Like mm-hmm. some of these temple games should, uh, there's only a few of those, but yeah, like 
I don't know. And I think that we were going to talk about it today, but we'll leave it for next episode. We'll talk about what we're, we're excited for the rest of 2022 yeah. and, and oh, yeah. maybe some stuff on the horizon. But That sounds good. Yeah. That's, yeah the God of War Ragnarok conversation. I, I just, I, I trust Santa Monica. Um, they've earned that right. But I just, I've really spent a lot of time and I'm just like, I don't know how they will fit and do justice to all this stuff. But I'm excited to play it yeah. and find out. And they may, you know, like economical storytelling is a real is a real thing. Like being able to get to the point without wasting everyone's time, you know, maybe maybe it'll be better for it, you know. Maybe. Uh, just to be the eternal optimist, maybe limiting the amount of time they have to tell this story will actually make them tell a better one. It's always possible. And another thing I forgot, they have to deal with the Freya as well. Yeah, you know, it, like, <laughs> that's another another narrative thread that is that is there. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Let's sign off here. I mean, we'll, yeah, I we probably have to be more more structured as we go. We'll yeah. we'll pin down some segments here. But I, how do we end this now? Do we, we just we just tell everyone to fuck off? Go away. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys. By the way, we <laughs> swear in this podcast. We'll always Once swear. That's great. Um, not, not as much as some podcasts, I'm sure, but depends on the topic, I suppose. Depends on the topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now this was fun. I'm looking forward to making, you know, as we find the flow and play some games and talk the about group, stuff. The yeah. Flow. yeah. I'm playing some older Big games. Podcast too. love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Eric, um, I don't know. What do you want to tell these people? Um, uh, be, be excellent to each other. Yeah. Excellent to each other. Party on. <laughs> All right. Yeah. This is uh, Games Night, Game Night with uh, Eric Kane and Jason Rose. Thank you very much for tuning in for our inaugural episode. Um, we'll have more for you. So stay tuned. Thank you very much. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Peace.